the She Made Me Do It podcast, brought to you by Stagecoach, providing excellent customer satisfaction with a great service. For more information, go to stagecoachbus.com. That's better. <laughs> All right, Lou. <laughs> I'm welcome, good. welcome. Hello. Love good, love good. Yes, all good. Good. That's nothing. We'll, we'll go. See you later. <laughs> that was um, episode seven hundred and forty-four. Podcast going well. Over a yeah. year now. It is. Yeah, yeah. we've been banging on. Bang. <laughs> Drop people nuts going on. Yeah, we've on had some good on, guests. On. Yeah, there's been some some absolute crackers. They've all been lovely. If anybody is interested in someone, you think, oh, they're really interesting. I want to know their story. Can you inbox yeah. us so we can get them on for you? Yeah, there is, a, there yeah. is a, uh, an email address. Oh, God, don't ask me that. <laughs> she made me do it podcast at gmail.com. There we are. Yeah, so if you want to be a guest, then please. Or email if us. it's really easy, just go lovesouthsea.co.uk. Yeah, or, or, or me. <laughs> or yeah, Darren yeah, Gamble. Yeah, 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 use me because I've got loads more friends. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Track him down. <laughs> so, life been all right with you? Yes, it's good. Yes. All good. Yeah, we're recovering, recovering, obviously, from my um, dyslexia podcast that we did last week. Yes. Yeah, she was lovely as well, Brenda. She was really good. I do apologise um, for my swearing. <laughs> Told you, potty mouth. But I get very angry. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's frustrating. It's saying, that's yeah. what we were trying to get across is um, what she was saying, that, uh, how difficult it is. And you don't understand, as a person who can see numbers and letters, it's very difficult. So you can read read perfectly well? Yeah. No problem well, at all? No, Always no been good? Just yeah. read straight away? Straight on. Yeah, even like even today, this morning I was trying to do an email and I had a cross face on. So I goes, what's the matter? Why are you so angry? It's because I can't spell this word. <laughs> yeah, but so I understand the frustration. It's really, really difficult. It's nuts. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, I must admit, oh, well. yeah, I'd last about five minutes, I think, before you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe that's why I'm such a tolerant person. <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe why you love so many people. I know. I know. I'm so forgiving. Is that, is that list getting bigger? Yeah, I just love everyone. <laughs> what well, I'm not hugs. loving. Right, go on. So Black Mirror. Yeah. New. So Black Mirror's been going on for about, I'd say about five years probably. It started off on BBC One, it's gone to Netflix. Right. And it's comedian Charlie Booker. Now, you know Charlie Booker. Yeah. So, and he's a really intelligent writer. But this new season of um, Black Mirror, this three that I've watched so far, isn't great. No? Yeah, it's not great. I've never seen one of them. I think you should. I think they're good. I think that'd be really good for you to watch because you've got a week off. I think you should watch yeah. a few. The Bandicoot one um, that they put up for Christmas was really good. So you remember when you were mm-hmm. little, you used to have books, like a big book. Yeah. You'd read a book and then they said, if you want to go down the path, if you want to go down to the sea, turn to page 50. If you want to go along the hill slope, go to page 90. Do you remember right. those sort of books? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's basically a TV show like that, but on your computer, you press which way you want it to go. Right. So it was very clever. So yeah. obviously you had to write, record lots of different scenarios for yeah. each people's option. Yeah. So that was really clever, really, really good. But these right. three new ones, and, and he's done some brilliant stuff, some really stuff that makes you think. Mm. And it's basically, it's always around sort of like social media and technology and the future technology. Right. So it, it makes you, you know, the ones that we've had this week, this time, no spoilers, but I'll give you a little bit of an outline. There's like these two blokes that have been for years playing like, it, it was a bit like a Mortal, Mortal Kombat game. Right. And then 20 years on, he's gone to his mate's house for his birthday and he's brought him, and he's obviously done really well, he's got loads of money, he's brought him like the new technology game to play the new Mortal Kombat version. And it's basically a chip in your head and you actually are the person fighting. Ah. 
and then it takes a bit of a dark twist. All right, okay. So that was quite that's that was all right, but and then the new one, it's got Miley Cyrus in it. Yeah, it's just it's and that was a little bit a, a bit um bit too CBB for me. Mm. It went a little bit like Disney. Do you think it's on Netflix now? It's changed. No, because they've had some really hard Netflix stuff. Right. So you know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and then, well, I'll just ask. I've never seen Game of Thrones. Yeah, so I would watch I, I, that. I would I go. I would definitely do Game of Thrones. I think you'd love it. Mm. You're a bit of a geek, aren't you? No. Yeah, you're a bit of a love. A bit of a dragon and a sword. <laughs> Well, you'd love a naked lady. You'll love Game of Thrones. There you are. I'm, I'm hooked already. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't, haven't seen um, any of them. Yeah, Game of Thrones, definitely do it from season one. Hmm. Just go for it. Just love it. I but wish I had... Now, it's, it's awkward because everybody's moaning about the, the end of it. Yeah, but I didn't so think the ending was. was that bad. But, no, I've never seen it. Because it's got to end comment. somewhere. It's got, I think yeah. they're pissed off because it's ended, not because of where it's done. Ah. So I think you just need to go. Just don't let that put you off. Watch it. I think, you'll like, I think you'll love it. There's about 9,000 series. Yeah, just though, go for it. Yeah, Charlie's mum did it. She sort of binged it in a week. Did she? Yeah. Well, I've got a week off. So maybe bless her. Bless her. She in can't. Between Top Gun. She is home, housebound, bless her, unless we wheel her around places because she's got um, mm. in a wheelchair. But she went for it. Ah. She got addicted to it. Yeah, do it. Right, I'll do that then. I ain't going to go to my house Game for a of week. Thrones, top, top Gun. <laughs> yes. Top Gun. And then I've also that. watched a new thing on Netflix that's come out. It's Dead to Me, which was quite light but quite good. And it, mm. was, it reminded me very much of Desperate Housewives. Do you remember Desperate Housewives? Yeah. yeah. So it was a quite light and airy, but then there was always someone getting murdered. They were always hiding bodies in the garden, weren't they? Mm. So it's that sort of like black sort of yeah. rom-com-y yeah. sort of thing. That's really good to watch. Right. I, I do want to see... Is the um, the film yesterday? Well, tell me about this. Because it's about a guy who has a traffic accident, but when he gets becomes uh, out of a coma, um, he he suddenly realizes for whatever reason there's been like a power blackout that nobody's ever heard of the Beatles songs before. Oh yes! So I want to see that. Is that out now? I think it's out at the end of June. Oh yeah, no, I do want to go see that. And he, they're yes. like, "Oh my god, where did you hear that?" And yeah, he's yeah. like, "What are you yeah. doing?" Yeah, I've seen. There's the a brilliant thing in there with uh, Ed Sheeran where he says, "You should call it Hey Dude." Yeah, he yeah. Went, no. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> yeah, so that looks really good. That's good. So fun. good. Did you, have you seen Aladdin? <laughs> no. Prince Ali, fabulous he, Ali of Farquhar. Farquhar, brilliant. Is it good? Farquhar. It's um, Will Smith, isn't it? So yeah. Phenomenal. Right. Because it's Robbie Williams, isn't it? He was the original genie. So yeah. You look at... But I think that's a really hard one to... Yeah, very, very imagine. hard shoes to fill. But he's done well. Really yeah. good. Right. The whole thing's beautiful. It's filmed, It's um, directed by Guy Ritchie. So it's got yeah. that whole speedy, mm. bit like King Arthur situation going on. Are you waving at? I was waving at Mark. Studio. <laughs> studio two. <laughs> Just going, <laughs> going through to people waving at me. And I'll go again. Yeah. No, there's... Um, Something else that is coming out. That's the, I want to see that one. And I watched. Um, and I Toy watched. Story four. Oh, I don't know if I'm bothered. <laughs> that one was really I sad. I think it's because obviously our kids grew up on it. Yeah. So we've had a bucket full of it. I think it's day in day out for about five yeah, years. That and um, Lion King. Never seen Lion King. No, oh, Lion King's good. Yeah. Yeah. Mason tried to kick me because I said I've never seen Lion. Oh Lion yeah, King. but he's, they're, that, they're that age, aren't they? Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of a Little Mermaid was my one. <laughs> That's the first one my daughter saw. So, yeah, yeah, the little mermaid always does it for me. Cute. Yes, cutie pie. But yeah, definitely 100% go see um, 
Aladdin. But also I went to see Elton John cry my eyes out all the way through it. Ah, oh, Rocket Man. I haven't seen that either. See, it's it's um it's a story of his life, so it's not. Yeah. But it's it goes back to when he was really young, and it's really clever how they've done it. Really, 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 really well filmed. Yeah. Like Dexter Fletcher. He's amazing. Who's Babyface? <laughs> he directed it, and it's brilliant. Mm. Absolutely brilliant. I'm going to even say it's better than Bohemian, maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm... That's, it's on that's, par. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, no, really, really good. Because the guy who did it is in Kingsman, isn't he? That Taron. Yeah, so but he, thought, can morph, he morphs into characters. Like, he yeah. went, when he did Eddie the Eagle. Oh, you yeah, haven't seen that either? Yeah, that's that, really, that was Dex Fletcher. Yeah. But he, um, yeah, he's... Um, He's just really more. You you don't think it's him. Yeah. He morphs into the character, and apparently he came on live and did a song with Elton John recently at one of the big, one of the big gigs. Oh. But you think about how how young Elton John was. He's got flung into this huge stardom at the age mm. of twenty two, with how you can easily get manipulated. Yeah. So it was really clear. I did I did cry though. God, I cried buckets. <laughs> and I, and they're really quiet bits, and you're trying not to show that you're crying in the cinema. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> the good thing about Any- the cinema is now it's five quid. Oh yeah, no, no, fiver. Fiver to get in. It's amazing. It's like the open air one they're doing on the common this weekend. It's like yeah. eight pounds to get in. <laughs> <laughs> but that's probably you what know? it should be. Yeah, you know? but eight, eight quid is uh, is brilliant. My, my where my son lives in Kingston, it's still full price. Yeah, something's about nineteen quid a ticket. Oh my gosh! So it's like no, no way. So you we're know. really lucky then. It's not mm. across the board then. Not, no, it's not nationwide. So do you reckon they'll change it? Well, they must do because the cinema's always packed now, isn't it? So they'll keep it at a fiver? Yeah. I think it's just a trial. Oh, it, God, I hope it's, it's not um, just a trial because I've been going loads more. You so have Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it doesn't sound like it because everything I told you, have you seen this, have you seen that? And you're like, no, no, no. No. Well, <laughs> we need to break because our guest is here. Oh, fab. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we're going to go interview, interview our guest. Uh, and then we'll be right back after we've heard from the lovely Kim. Been thinking about cosmetic surgery? Fancy a skin tightening, fat reduction or hair removal treatment? Maybe you'd like a hair transplant. Surgeons, doctors and practitioners deliver safe, ethical surgical procedures. Veins treated at a fraction of the price of private hospitals. We love acne and ageing skin problems. Local, discreet, trusted, caring. That's what you'll get from the team at Changes Clinic. Pop in for a bit of a change. Still you, just better. Call 02392 382000 or www.changesclinic.co.uk. <laughs> Don't waggle your finger at me. <laughs> so this this week, our local one of our local colleges in Portsmouth, Hybrid College, invited us along to their creative workshop. I missed you, Darren, didn't I? You were there. Yeah, the crazy showcase was brilliant. Really cool. Yeah. Um, so under one roof, they've got like they've got makeup, hairdressing, they've got floristry, they've got arts, they've got media. Media, yeah, it's yeah. huge, 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 huge. You don't realise because you think hybrid college, you think car mechanics, don't you? Because mm. that's what the zig- stigma it was. Fashion, the fashion department, the fashion, department. the fashion show is great. Yeah, yeah. So so much stuff. Definitely check it out. But we caught up with um, local artist who's now a national, international phenomenon. He just literally flew back from Melbourne after doing a massive show in Melbourne, mm. which is really exciting. But he just judged a competition for our local kids and we just caught up with him. Here's his interview. So we are at the Highbury College end of year show for the creatives here at the college and I'm with my dog Size. 
It gets everywhere. How are you doing, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> right. So this year, you actually joined up with the college, Hyper College, to create some work for younger students at Portsmouth. Yeah, I mean, I, I was a teacher before I fell into this game, so it's really nice to kind of stay in contact with what's happening with, um, especially the Portsmouth schools uh, and the kids here. So I'm, I've had the unenviable task of um, looking at all this amazing work and having to pick a couple of winners, which has been incredibly hard. So did you pick the title? No, I didn't actually for the title, but it is perfect. It is absolutely perfect. And um, yeah, it's a real honour to see, you know, kids looking at what I've done and be inspired with it, but actually take it on that little bit further and, and make it fit for them, which is, which is awesome. So tell us the title. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> you're under pressure here. Uh, it, it, what was it called? I can't even remember now. No, it was the. Uh, it's life in the eyes of a teenager. Go, of course, a teenager. Yeah. I thought that was quite a hard subject to draw. How did you think they've, you know, how do you think they've come come out in their pictures? I think being a teenager nowadays is so hard, right? It's hard enough when we were kids, but now under the pressure of social media and you know, really putting themselves under the limelight kids you know kids have got it tough and I think you know being able to draw on some of those difficulties and put it in their artwork is um it's it's quite a hard thing you put your life and soul and to share that with the world is a is a big step and I know them seeing their work on their wall is going to be a, a shock and a worry and they're going to get excited and scared and I, I think they've all done a stunning job it would be nice to make them all winners right do you still feel that anxiety when you do a piece of work that goes up on the wall oh absolutely I've just had a show in Melbourne and I was absolutely scared witless yeah yeah completely and every time I hang a piece of work on the wall it is really really scary yeah completely so uh, hats off to them thank you Paul hopefully you'll come and do a proper podcast with us soon yeah 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 I'm just waiting for the invite I haven't had one yet <laughs> thank you pounds a tailored combination of barbering and hairdressing techniques within exquisite creative space in Southsea brought to life by art and music Hound's ethos is by combining friendly customer service with a passion for providing an enjoyable hair experience people will want to come back time and time again. Find us on Facebook at Hound's Barbers or on Instagram at Hound's underscore Barbers. For more information, try the website houndsbarbers.com. Come and get a haircut, snippity snip. Clippity snip. clip. <laughs> they have to wait for me to finish my snip. <laughs> Stop giggling. You're supposed to be you. You're supposed to be introducing our next guest. Okay, uh, right, we have on. got in the studio our guest today, Stephen, or Steve, what would you prefer? Either, Stephen's fine, yeah. <laughs> and um, Dan from All Cool Signs. Now, guys, you were naughty because you didn't send me your intro, so you're going to have to do it for us. Steve, you're in, you can do the intro. <laughs> all right, so we're All Cool Signs. We are a peer support network for veterans and service personnel suffering with service-related mental illnesses. Well, well there you go, in a nutshell. Yeah, short but sweet. So we're both veterans ourselves. Uh, we're both Portsmouth um, born and bred. Or in fact, wrong, you're from London, aren't you? But you I'm now reside London, in yeah. Portsmouth. I've migrated. Yeah, South Sea, um, loving that. Um, and yeah, we kind of, after a catalyst of events last year, felt it necessary that we've, we, we could see a gap in the market after our friend took his own life. And we decided to, with Steve's kind of business genius and ability to code my shared experience of being a PTSD sufferer we decided to do something about it and we have been for nearly a year now yeah I've written about you a few times it's yes. been it's really good so um what services were you in both army so we both served in the princess of Wales's royal regiment I served from 03 to 2013 saw combat in Iraq Afghanistan did tours in Northern Ireland and various other places and what about South Steve where, where, where were you based yeah, so I was based in Cyprus and Northern Ireland, again, served with the 2nd Battalion, Princess of Wales's Royal Regiment, 
um, and yeah, left a few years before you did. Yes. Yeah. So, so did we? Did you serve together? Yeah, we were friends when we were in. Yeah, for for Steve Sins, he knew me when we were in. <laughs> so, what, what made you take up being in the army in the first place? What was it that appealed to you? I mean, for me personally, it's all I ever wanted to do. I was the kid running around a field with a stick, giving it pew pew. Um, <laughs> That was all, all, all I ever wanted to do. Yeah, wasn't helped by the fact that my mum was completely against it. She was like, "No, you're not doing it." I can understand that. You're not having guns. You're not playing with this. Yeah. And like I say to her now, how did that work out for you? Because I went and did it for ten years as a career, but it's all I ever really wanted yeah, to yeah. do. Yeah. And what about yourself, Steve? Yeah. So I went to my auntie's passing out ceremony um, and watched her with all the band playing and everything else, and just thought this is such an amazing experience. And I was only young then. And then I turned around to my mum and just said, I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go and join the army. Um, and then after a little bit of thinking about it, at kind of seven, eight years old, I was like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and be a sniper. And I'd made that decision at that young age. Mm. Um, and it just became the thing that I said to people. So when my teachers were like, why don't you sit down and do this? I was like, it's got nothing. It doesn't interest me because it's not going to help me be a sniper. And that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> um, and then on the day that I finished secondary school, I went down still with the white top on with all my friends had signed it and drawn phalluses yeah. on it and all that kind of stuff as you do when you leave school um straight down to the careers office and signed up and uh yeah just went from there so so what was your role in the in the army then what what were you what were you doing so we were both infantiers so we were what they call the the pointy end of the spear so yeah. um we yeah we were infantry um i made it to lance corporal and i was effectively in charge of um, some men in Afghanistan and stuff, but we were like the, mm. the front line cannon fodder, if you were. It's not yeah. a very complimentary saying, but it's what most people can refer to. We we were there yeah. kicking doors, doing operations in the Middle East. Um, you know, there's, there's obviously things you can't you can't tell t tell us, and, and you know, right, rightly so. Um, but but you know, going into combat for the first time, um, what were your feelings, and and, and what was it like? Excited. So my first kind of taste of that was at 18 years old and I deployed to Iraq in 2005. I was super excited, really, really kind of mega excited. Um, couldn't wait, really, really couldn't wait to kind of cut my teeth. Iraq was a bit of a, uh, it, it wasn't a cakewalk by any chance, but um, now given my experience of things like Afghanistan and, and later combat, Iraq was um, fairly sedate, let's say. Yeah. Most of the damage has already been done, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. So, um, yeah, I had a really good suntan and quite a decent body after gymming it out there, but other than that, yeah. Well, that's what the Army's for. 100%. I think you're getting mixed up with the RAF there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start on the Navy, though. <laughs> hey, what about yourself, Steve? What was, it, what was it like for you when you first went in? Um, I enjoyed the Army immensely. Um, I enjoyed doing the, the, the more sneaky stuff. Uh, so when we were based in Northern Ireland, uh, myself was, I was in the close observation platoon and yeah. um, went on to recce and snipers and just really loved, because again, it's kind of like the, the, the games that you play, that you, it's what you think the army's going to be. Yeah, like. it's a real life call of duty, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So like running around fields in Brecon in a ghillie suit, hiding from people and kind of stuff like that is all fun. Um, uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Um it's one of those things you look back on it and you kind of there's the negatives that you can take away from it but there's also uh, yeah. a ton of positives and actually i don't think that i'd be the person that i am today had i not gone through those experiences mm. and had that time yeah um sometimes people say to you kind of when you come back they go i don't recognize you that you're not the same since before you left and it's not always um mm. 
um, a negative statement. Sometimes it's very positive. I went in and was just a, a scorny little idiot, very mouthy. Um, <laughs> and I came out with a lot of respect for kind of what other people go through, um, a massive amount of empathy for other people's experiences and stories. And I've kind of used that to to grow as a person. And, and here we are, you know, 10 doing years this. later. Doing yeah. this. So you, so you were both in for 10 years or? Uh, I was in for six. Um, I was in for 10 Yeah, so you joined two years before and left two years after. Yeah. Okay. And did you become a, a sniper? Did you get, did you I get did, it? I did, yeah. I was badged, yeah. So um, I practically had to, to beg my platoon sergeant at the time to send me down on the course. Um, we went down as a four-man team. They said, don't be too um, discouraged if you don't pass first time. Um, lots of people don't. But, yeah, we got through um, all four of us that went down on the course from our battalion. Um, again, a uh, huge, hugely um, representative of the training and just how hard we did train. Yeah. We went through and, and all four of us passed first go. So, bad sniper. That was a, a big day for me. was happy with that. <laughs> now, you um, so you originally from, from up the smoke. Yeah. Where else are you originally from in, in London? I'm from Hammersmith. Uh, West London. What a beautiful part of the world. Yeah, so it's one of those concrete jungles in mm. between lots of lovely places. So you've got Chelsea a little bit further <laughs> up and you've got Kew uh, to the other side of you and then you've just got this big slab of concrete in the middle where lots of people go to drink too much and puke yeah. on the floor. Yeah. Um, it yeah. sounds like Portsmouth. Yeah. It's got home from home here. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I, I fit right in when I'm in the road. Let's just move on to, to, to your business then. Um, so you came out in the army. Did you have any? Sort of, you know, what what was it? That, you know, you say right, I come out in the army. And this is what I'm going to do. Or, or, this is what you know. My, my end goal was this. Or did you know what happened when you, when you immediately left? Not at all, really. I mean, your story is pretty different to mine. I mean, yeah. So I I left, and because of all the stuff that I'd done while I was in, I left with the idea that I'd really like to do kind of surveillance and stuff like that. So I ended up making cameras and stuff that you could hide in wine bottles and teddy bears for people to do surveillance and stuff from yeah. their own home and um, building that business I much preferred the software side of it than I did the hardware so I actually yeah. went off and taught myself how to be a software developer um, worked for a couple of big uh, companies worked for a financial services PR firm in London uh, worked for a partner of IBM here in Portsmouth um, and then just realized that actually my kind of skill set and the things that I was naturally drawn to were software development started my own company sold that uh, the year before last um, and was just kind of milling about doing freelance software development yeah. when the events last year kind of made me sit up and take notice and think to myself there's a lot that I could be doing with my skills to help mm. the people that I used to serve with yeah. um, kind of come around and, uh, and address their own mental health issues we've both got experiences of um, poor mental health so we know what it's like to feel isolated and feel like there's not the services that should yeah. be there for you to get you through that. Um, and we just said to ourselves, why don't we be that kind of, so mm. we sat down, had a look at what services exist, where the gaps in those services are, how is it that people are still coming out and kind of feeling so isolated that they take yeah. their own lives. Yeah. Um, and we just uh, made an agreement between ourselves that we do our best to fill in the gaps in those services and then here we are. So, so when you, you leave, you obviously got your backpack on your shoulder, and you haven't nicked any army boots or any any sleeping bags or anything like that. You've come I away. I can't go on record and say that. <laughs> <laughs> My brother was a sergeant. I don't see it. Yeah, he used to come back with loads of goodies. It was yeah. fantastic. Like Christmas every day. Um, so, so what happens? Well, you, know, you, you leave. 
Was, was that it? And then they say, uh, off you go? For myself, it was quite verily different. I was medically discharged. Um, I broke my back in 2010 <laughs> and was medically discharged in 2013 with a pension at the age of like 27. So I was like freshly divorced, just been like semi-disabled from breaking my back. I wasn't completely yeah. functional. Lost the job that I'd always, always, always wanted to do. Yeah. And mine spiralled downhill and that's where my journey with mental health started. There are various different drinking, substance abuse, party, and just trying to put it off. Had my own business for a couple of years, was doing quite well, but ultimately not dealing with any of my issues. Skip forward a couple of years and some um, wake-up calls, let's call them, and I got back on track and started treatment and things. But it's such a... We, we refer to it all the time, the military is an insular community. You've almost got everything, and uh, almost spoon-fed in some ways. It's a lot better now, but uh, back when I joined, mm. your meals were paid for, your rent was paid for, everything that went in your hand was yours. If you wanted to go out on the last working day of the month and spend it all you were fine you were kept for mm. and that was okay that was brilliant that was kind of one of the perks but that didn't then bode well for when you got out and there's rent to pay and, and also i was living in um Willett and you were London. so young as well weren't you so going young. in at 18 formative yeah. years so yeah, yeah i went in at um 17 yeah and left at 27 yeah ridiculous like i kind of i had a lot of life skills but then actually i had a lot of life skills missing because i hadn't had to have yeah to have budgeted done that and, yeah budgeted yeah. And, found a dentist like we always had that stuff for free and then you're outside and you're like well how do i go about that it's, we have to pay for water you have to pay for water and <laughs> you're like yeah honestly it's, it was a wake-up call yeah. and we find a lot of people struggle with that yeah. because it's quite like it, it, it's th th there's no slow process it's overnight yeah. and you're yeah. in wow. you sign the forms and then you go out the door yeah. isn't it? and it's almost as rough as that yeah um so so you know, we're talking to the, the people i suppose you've still got friends who are still serving and and all, all the rest of it you know, there must be cases where you still miss the, the camaraderie and mixing in with the lads every day. I think that's the thing that people yeah. miss the most out of everything that you could miss about that lifestyle. Um, yeah, having a pocket full of cash on, at the end of the month and mm. just being able to do whatever you want with it is nice. We refer to it as pop stars wages because where all your friends have got bills and things to pay, everything you get given is yours. It's disposable yeah. income, um, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So your kind which of you saved up nicely and for a nice little nest egg. Uh, yeah, of course we did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We squirrelled for some years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we definitely did. Staying school kids. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the thing that you kind of miss the most is that you could knock on the next door down and be like, "You're going for a pint." Your mate's like, "Absolutely, I'm going for a pint." And then you leave, and there's like twelve of you, and there's never yeah. a, if one mate says no you just knock on the next door and there mm -hmm. will always be a group of you to socialize together, spend yeah. time together. Yeah. You do everything, um, you know, you eat and sleep together. Everything is done in this group. And then you leave okay. and then you go to your city mates, we're going for a pint. It's like, I can't, I've got to work. I've got a night shift. I've got this, I've got responsibilities. I'm, you know, I'm, mm. I'm not a grown, I'm not a child in a man's body. So you feel really I've isolated. Got responsibilities. Yeah. Usually. And you kind of, you do feel very isolated um, and it's I think it's one of the reasons we see a lot of people who leave um, standard um, regiments and then go into the reserves and things like that because they just need that camaraderie yeah, yeah. even if it's for a couple of days a month mm. did you think it would be easier if they said that, that, that example so look, you know, you're going to come out of the forces um, but you need to spend some time here for the next six months and almost like a like a, a soft launch before you come into Civvy Street 
It's something you've spoken about a lot, isn't it? And uh, yeah. the, the armed forces in general are getting a lot better now with the um, trying to bolster up the reserve forces, what used to be known as the TAs, now yeah. the reservists. A lot, I'd say, a solid 60, 70% of the demographic that I served with now have a part to play within the reserve forces, which is brilliant. Yeah. And it does soften the blow. I found a lot of people go into private security and things and they almost do the similar similar type of work different uniform much better pay mm. privatized in iraq afghanistan and places like that yeah. But, um, yeah it's something we've spoken about a lot that almost um in your last year th th there's a lot of training for employment but there isn't general like life skills and coaching mm. and it, it sounds ridiculous but when you join the military like a man well he used to back in the day i don't think you can get away with it now but he used to stand there in front of you in a shower and show you how to wash like you were treated at the lowest common denominator <laughs> But that it does it, it isn't applicable when you leave. Like yeah. this is how you pay rent. This is how you get social housing. This it, it just isn't in place, and it's something we'd like to see become a bit more fluid. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost like about footballers. Because footballers go sign yeah. up to a club at sixteen, and then they retire at thirty-four, and then they haven't got a clue what to do. Mm. Because there's no one there to help them. Mm. And no one's advised. So money millions, and off you go. Yeah. So moving on to your um, what you're doing now. Obviously, yeah. just got your lo lovely new premises on Albert Road in yeah. South Sea. So, what's your plans? What? What's so? What? Tell us what you're going to do. World domination. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> so the the plan for the the place on Albert Road is that's our first community RV, um, which is essentially there to provide a place where other veterans groups, military groups, and things like that can hold meetings. Can um, meet. Up. So we've got a lot of things that happen around the military community. There's modelling yeah. clubs, group conversation kind of clubs, reading clubs all sorts of other things that go on but at the moment they're kind of mishmashed here and there around Portsmouth so what we'd like to do is become a, a central place where those people can meet but at the same time anybody can come in off the street if you're mm. a veteran or um, have military experience you can come in off the street and come and have a chat with us so we want it to be um, somewhere where people can just come and hang out and kind of spend some time mm. but if you are having an issue or you're feeling a bit low you just want to chat to somebody about that you can come in and have those conversations too um, in a very informal, relaxed way with people that have yeah. experience of the military and also of, of mental health issues. Right. Um, we don't feel like it needs to be this regimented, come in, sit down, notebook open, tell me your story. It's what too happened. hard. It's yeah, far completely. too hard. Whereas you, you can't put two squaddies in a bar for more than half an hour before they start swapping war stories and telling mm, everyone about dips, yeah. Yeah, what they've been up to and kind of how that's affected them. But it's very sort of, it's a bolshy way. It's a, it's a lads, lads, lads way. It's not a, so how did that make you feel? Yeah. Like how have yeah. you been since that? Yeah. We're trying to soften those edges, yeah. aren't we? Mm. Which you yeah. you've really been talking about that, the, the, the swapping stories. Do you think that the, the squaddies now who are serving, if they, they meet up and they come out, they're a lot softer in the way that they approach their stories or do you think there still needs to be truckloads of work done? Yeah, I don't know about softer. I mean, the, the, the statistics, a Falklands era veteran took between 14 so, and 16 years to then open up and talk yeah. about their mental health experiences from like the Falklands era. Yeah. Now snap forward to guys of our age, like mid-30s, that's taken four years. I think I, I, I don't really think softer, but I think we're better at talking. We've got things like social media, which encourage you more. There's a lot more prompts out there. And actually, we're just far more prone to communicating and talking. Um, guys looking back past the Falklands, um, you never really heard about it. But everyone said, oh, my uncle went to the war, but he sat in the working man's club every weekend and just sat there and drank at the end of the Well, this, this is what they were saying for D-Day. Obviously, we yeah. just come out of D-Day. And... Um, 
they're, they're like in their, their late 90s and some of them are only just talking about yeah. what happened that sort of weekend mm-hmm. and that's 75 years yeah, later they're yeah. talking about it. So in a way we've got it easier but still it's harder because we have got so much communication. And I think out of my own treatment, a story I do a lot when we go and take the tours around is I was talking to a mental health practitioner about kind of what I've done, the ins and outs. And one, through no fault of their own, it was disjointed because they didn't understand kind of the lingo. We've almost got like our own language within the forces. And then when I finally divulged my kind of traumas and everything, like I could physically see this woman was like moved emotionally. She was broken by what I've done. And I don't like, I don't blame her, but what we find with the peer support network is actually someone's far more going to be understanding if they've been there they've done it they've at least been in the forces and got that background at least they'll understand the language they may not have been there on that day yeah yeah. but it makes you more adverse to open up and they're more receptive to it instead of being like well that's like i've never heard anything like that outside of a film so Mm. we find that pattern works really really well yeah Yeah. because we're just it's a different world isn't it 100 percent. yeah and also i get a lot of messages from you guys saying um so you know missing people yes so is this a huge problem something we've seen more and more over the recent years isn't it steve and it was kind of your brainchild yeah so there's uh, something happens with and it's something to do with the way that our brains are kind of wired in that when we're at our lowest of low we just take ourselves off we extract ourselves out of society and just go right i'm off and you get guys just will tab it off into the woods and with the intent of self-harm and they just want to take themselves away from kind of the people that are around them and their normal surroundings when they do that. Now, this presents an issue because these guys are kind of trained, so they're going to cover ground a lot quicker than normal civilians would. They're going to be better at hiding themselves. If you don't want to find them, it's going to be very difficult to find them. So this presents uh, an issue with trying to kind of get hold of them in order to prevent them self-harming or taking their own lives. So what we did is we set up a platform called Beacon, Um, And what that does is it uses social media and uh, chatbot um, to let everybody know. It sends out an alert if anybody goes missing and is believed to be at risk of self-harm or suicide. Um, And then we get everybody with eyes on. So we've had guys go missing at the tip of Scotland, have extracted themselves all the way down to Cornwall, places like that. Um, with the intent of ending their own life, and there's no way that they'd be they'd have been found otherwise because no. they don't know anyone in the area. They're not from the area, um, but because of the network that we've built up across the country, we had a woman come forward and say, "I know him. I saw him this morning." And then we can get the police there as quick as possible and prevent these things happening. So. Wow. We've only been going 41 weeks. About 41, 42 weeks, yeah. And yeah. Beacon has been going less than that. We've done 38, 39, 39 beacons to now date. 39 with 36 positive 36 recoveries. 36 recoveries. That's amazing. That's incredible. So simple, but Just literally so making people go viral effective. in kind of a yeah. disruptive pattern, send yeah. it through to your messenger. Yeah. Um, we, we've all seen it on Facebook where you get, please share it, it takes two seconds. And, yeah. and look, life's busy. This actually mm. comes into your hand, send you a message. You press a button and it shares, and we can routinely get like four million yeah. eyeballs on mm. a single on one person, person. Like yeah. in like twenty four, forty eight hours. Amazing. So, so is that an app you can get? Is it or, or just, how does that work? It's an application that we built for Facebook Messenger. So right. the idea was that everybody's got Facebook anyway. So why reinvent the wheel? So we yeah. built an application for Messenger that essentially sends through the information in a very concise, constructive. Um, manner so that you can read it go yep okay and share that and then get it out but 
what it does is if you were just a, a standard Facebook page, Facebook are only going to show you that um, post to maybe 30% of your audience because they yeah. want you to pay for ads. They yeah, want you to kind of extend yeah. your network. This kind of circumvents that and sends the information through to every single person that signed up to be a Beacon user. So we get it out to routinely seven to 10,000 people mm. that then share it amongst their friends. And within 20 minutes, we're looking at hundreds of thousands of people mm. that have viewed that over the course of a 24-hour yeah. period. Yeah. That goes up to the millions. And we can get um, search parties of veterans and service personnel who are exactly the type of people that you right. want on a search. Correctly card. trained, yeah. trained. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're, you know, they're highly trained, they follow orders well, they cover ground. We get out on the ground and we do what we're good at. We, we cover ground, we find people, we bring them back. And once we've got them back, we can then go, okay, so what's the next steps here? What mm. do we need to give you to make sure that this isn't a recurring mm -hmm. thing? Um, and whether or not that's clinical treatment, whether or not there yeah. was an underlying issue that is the reason that this happened in the first yeah. place that we can help treat or deal with. Um, and the idea is essentially is that the better that we get at this, the more people that we can reach day to day, the less beacons there will be because no one will feel like they're They'll that need isolated. to do that. How do they sign up to be? How do you sign up to beacon? What's so just go to our Facebook page. Um, if you send us a message on Facebook, it will offer you the I opportunity. I saw that. Yeah. To, right, I'll to do sign that. To Beacon. <laughs> um, and then from then on, we'll send you messages when anybody goes missing. You guys share that. And then that gets out to a wider network. But we had, we, we've completely gone beyond the envelope of what we plan to do completely. in a year. So mm. we said to ourselves, it would be great to have a thousand people signed up to this. We had 6,000 people sign up in six weeks. So mm. it's kind of, it's grown and grown. And it just goes to show that there are so many people willing to help our armed forces mm. community yeah. in their yeah. hour of need. Yeah. Um, all we've done is created a channel to take that energy, that positivity, yeah. and, and put it in a way that can actually make a difference. Do, do you work a lot with the MOD? And if so, you know, what, what's are they, have they offered you any? You're smiling there. <laughs> um, have they offered you any kind of advice, or, or what's their role been if, if you've got involved with them? So we're kind of in talks with the MOD at the moment. More we're talking at them. We've used Stephen Morgan MP South. Yeah, yeah um, brilliant. To great effect. We've been up to the Houses of Parliament, and we're trying to push the MOD and the Ministry of Justice to reform and basically change at mm. the moment that there's lots more that needs to be done yeah. for armed forces mental health um, and Stephen's been an instrumental part in that so mm. they're, they're, they're aware of us if that's what you're asking yeah. but um, <laughs> yeah we're, we're kind of asking them to reform and change really and do more for our armed forces community there has been a lot of positive change and we're really thankful for that but we're, we're really trying to push it to yeah. to go further the wheels have just started going now yeah, that's, that's the thing you mentioned about the about D-Day one of the, the the criticisms uh, I saw about uh, about D-Day was that people just forget about it for the rest of the year. And I think that's, that's what obviously what, what are the highlights of, of D-Day. One of the things is that it's relaunched and relaunched. You've got to, you can't, it just didn't happen then. No, Soldiers completely. are going to live in it all their lives. And this has gone mm -hmm. on for years and years and years and years. And it, and it still needs to be, you know, at the forefront of, of everything, doesn't it, for, mm. to help you guys? Because it's quite easy to think, this is it. I'll wave a flag on D-Day and that's it. Forgot about, oh, next year it comes mm. again. So you know what you're doing is great because it, it just keeps sending the messages out. Yeah, and sends sends the messages out. Do you think it helps being in a Portsmouth because Portsmouth's so military? Do you that's think why we wanted our first hub here? We found out the other day there's something in the region of like four thousand naval personnel living mm. in the city, mm. and that's just in the junior kind of like the single accommodation without yeah. taking into the married quarters. And they tend to stay here and they when, tend they to stay when they release when they you know so in the, retire. There's a massive footprint, so that is definitely 
Um, yeah, and looking at where our next RVs are going to go, we're already looking at kind of Catterick and Plymouth as our two next targets yeah. again yeah. because of the huge military, yeah. military base footprint. that is yeah. there. Um, and also kind of we're very data driven, so we consider ourselves kind of a, a, a tech company working yeah. in the military space. And we can look at the data from beacons, from the people that use our messenger platform, where they're coming from essentially as a heat map and we can say okay there's obviously a need there because lots of people are coming through to us from there Mm. um so you can almost physically view where services are needed the most and then we're using that information and data to decide kind of our growth plan over the next five years or so yeah so so how can the community help you guys then yeah i was gonna say that i'll say it first Um, (laughs) (laughs) this is it how can we help help you you? So definitely to like and follow our Facebook page. Um, something we hear a lot is, although we only offer help to veterans within their mental health mm. and that, absolutely anyone can join the Beacon platform. For every one person that we get joined Beacon, it allows us to reach about 130, 150, 230, more 230 people, yeah. new people. Wow. So absolutely everyone can join that and help us share it. And that ultimately equates to time. Yeah. And time's massively critical. We've said time and time again, our friend Danny Johnston took himself off last year. We were searching for him for three days and he was sadly found past. And that was the catalyst to why this happened. But time is crucial, so absolutely anyone can join. We have an online web store, don't we? Yeah, we've got an online web store. Help spread the word. Grab yourself a hoodie. Everybody's wearing them. Um, I need to get one. They're very cool. They are good, yeah. I'm sure we can... (laughs) Sort that out. I'll buy one. Don't worry. Yeah, we've got... um, you know our our facebook page is the place to kind of see everything it's our mm. most active channel so follow us on facebook see what we're doing help support us um quite often we'll ask for help in kind of spreading the word when we're trying to get things out to mps or a wider audience mm. um but yeah just the support will be uh, hugely beneficial to share everything share share share, share 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 you'll keep seeing us pop up on like mainstream bbc itv things like that share it on facebook like we we, we pretty much exist on facebook don't we yeah but yeah beacon's a massive one to sign up and yeah I'll, I'll, I'll do that now. so explain again how they do it okay so on our facebook page is all call signs there will be the, the messenger your usual messenger that you'd converse with your friends if you go in there uh, an ai bot will pop up and ask you what you'd like whether you'd like support whether you'd like to join beacon or whether you'd like to become a listener. The listener service is currently um, not open for new applicants because we became vastly too successful and we had far too many people waiting for conversations and um, so we've closed that. Press Become Beacon. It will then prompt you. You can then pick your area geographically, which part of the country you want to be in. Mm. Then what will happen is the next time we have a beacon, you will get a direct message with that person's individual. It will have a picture, a description of them, where they're missing from, where they're likely to head, and a police reference number. And that will come to you directly. You can then share it amongst your audience, mm. and together we can yeah. actually reach out to these people in their in their time of need and bring them back in and give them the support they so deserve. Yeah, I suppose it's quite a hard job for the police as well because if these people don't want to be caught or they don't they don't want to be found. Then the in a, and they're going through certain issues. The last thing you want is to be chased around the woods. By people the in thin uniform, blue line's getting thinner, and we've actually found police reception to be really, really good of late, haven't we? We had yeah. a search recently in Lee Park where we had 50 of our volunteers from the All Call Signs Network wow. on the ground, and we were actually utilised alongside Hampshire Police and Hampshire Search and Rescue to help bring around, and we did find that individual and bring them home and get them support they needed. But mm. yeah, we're, we're definitely finding as time moves on, we're being... 
Yeah, mental health across the board is a difficult one anyway mm. because if yeah. somebody is in a, a, a sad state, um, a low state in their mind, um, and then you pick them up, it's kind of, well, what do you do with them now? So there are specific places that the police and ambulance services and things like that can take people, but those places are few and far between. Yeah. Um, and they often get filled up very quickly. So if we're able to get um, to somebody, we can we can take them back to either the RV or a similar safe space um, and spend time with them instead of them ending up in either a police cell or A&E, which can often um, exacerbate the issue. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, yeah, we found the, the police, especially in Hampshire, to be very receptive um, and, and positive yeah. about what we're doing. Um, and again, because it's veterans and service personnel majoritively that turn up to our search parties and things, it's very coordinated. It's very kind of they're just the type of people that you want turning up to this sort of thing yeah. to help. Uh, and the results speak for themselves. You know, we've been highly successful because of that. It's the mm. people that take the time out of their day mm. to come down and make a difference to somebody else's life. I think we blew them away last time. We've got a partnership with a company called Drone Safe Register. Uh, Mark Boyd from over in Chichester mm. uh, sort of way, he won Dragon's Den and he's got a network of drone professional drone operators that when we get a call out, he has a drone operator turn up and this particular one local, he was there with a drone up surveying wow. massive vast wow. bits of open ground and the police were like, who are they with? They're like, well, they're one of our assets, are you all right? We've got thermal, we can do, and they were just blown away. They were like, mm. right, you're in. <laughs> yes, really Lee, thanks for your help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so other story. than, so funding, how can, what other funding ways can you fund the project and obviously you're self-funding? So we're, we're currently self-funded in the sense that our merchandise has paid for pretty much everything that we've done to wow. date. We've had a few people um, raise money for us by doing runs, jumping out of planes and stuff like that, nice. the usual yeah, yeah. charity stuff, yeah. which has been lovely. Um, we've just got back from Normandy, where we took part in a fundraiser um, that's being organised by the Pink Pub Bike Club, right. who are based in Bognor Regis. Um, and we essentially rode from Bognor through Portsmouth over to Normandy and then up to Pegasus Bridge over three days, um, dressed as Dad's Army on very old rickety bikes that wow. were going to break at any point and did end up breaking <laughs> broke um, a lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah, and that raised over, so far, I mean, it's still ongoing, but it's raised over £100,000 um, for us so far. Wow. So there's plenty of ways that you can get involved. Um, if you're uh, a Portsmouth-based business, uh, we're currently looking for gold, silver and bronze sponsors of the RV. Our aim is to essentially make sure that those RVs are self-funded so that we know that um, it can exist indefinitely while we go out and build other ones across the, yeah. the UK. Yeah. You mentioned, you keep mentioning the words, the letters there, and I haven't got a clue. I, uh, thinking, I was thinking this a minute ago. RV. RV. What's an RV? RV is a rendezvous. Right. So within the military term, if you RV on a point, you rendezvous. Now that translates into everyone can come there. It's a meeting point. It's it. All call signs is our name. It's inclusive to everyone from the military, yeah. and it's a rendezvous. So yeah, it might be. And all call signs. What's... It's actually a radio message within the military. If you want to reach everyone, you put a Charlie Charlie one all call signs. So it's kind of a slightly clever play on words. We've got the plane, the tank, the ship in there, yeah. and it means that we're inclusive to all our armed forces yeah. family. Maybe not the RAF. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Not completely. <laughs> yeah, my dad was Fleet Air Arm. He's a little bit on the old. Oh, was he? Airy fairy, is it? Yeah. yeah. Mom, Sorry, I know, Dad. I know my mum used to swim after <laughs> troop ships, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> listen, the most important thing is that people support you. Yeah? Um, where's your website? How can people get hold of you? So head to allcoursigns.org. 
um, you can support us from there. So if you take a look in our shop, you'll see kind of the merchandise and everything else, but you can also make single contributions or you can sign up to be a subscriber. That's £5 a month. We'll send you a wristband and regular updates um, as a thank you for doing that. Um, yeah, just uh, head to our Facebook page and pretty much everything that we do will be there. So there will be plenty of ways that people can muck in and, and help if they if they want to. But just spread the word. So our mm. first... Um, the first uh, Community Hub RV opens um, in Albert Road this weekend. <laughs> I don't know when this is going out, so it might already be open. Um, but yeah, just let people know it's there. If you, Everybody here probably has a connection in some way to the military. Mm. They'll have somebody in their family that is military yeah. um, or friends. Just let them know that we're there. Let them know that if they need to have a chat, we're here. Um, Albert Road, everybody knows where it is. Um, we're just opposite King's Estates uh, on the same side as Stephen Morgan's office. There's a couple of plugs you chucked in there. Yeah. Well done. It's really noticeable because you, your, your logo's dead in the window. You can't yeah. miss it. You it looks really, it, yeah. really flashed, doesn't it? Drive yeah. making it look pretty trendy. We, we like yeah. to say it's very Albert Road. There's lots of wood on the walls and things like that. Mm. Have you, has anyone sort of contacted you and said, oh, I need, I need some, some signs made? Oh, I had. A I, thought, I thought we yes. were talking to a printers first yes, of all, which said we could all call signs. I had a guy come in the other day <laughs> and ask how much it would cost to get his logo on a t-shirt, and I'm yeah. like, sorry, mate, we only do our logos in t-shirts. You did yeah. have that really sweet old couple that sat down and asked for the menu. Oh yes, yeah, so yeah, a lovely old couple. Um, just it just looks like a lovely place in, to eat. Yeah. We're like, brilliant, but it's not what it is. No. <laughs> sat Love down it. looking around for a waitress. So I was like, sorry, love, but yeah. Any chance for Dan to don the old French wet outfit? He's on You could have gone and got a couple. It was a Wednesday, so I had it on anyway. So we were lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, it's been brilliant to talk to you. I think it's an amazing cause, and we're certainly going to follow it up. Thank you for um, having us. Yeah, and again, yeah, if there's brilliant. anything else that we can, we can help you with, then please give us a shout, and we'll, we'll support you all the way. Yes. Brilliant. No, Thanks absolutely. for coming in. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks, so much. Much. Thanks for having us.